Here's a huge concern is scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is the belief that God is about to do something massive in my church. God is about to move in my people in a way that I've never seen before. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, but God has prepared for those who love him. So if two out of three pastors are saying, I'm struggling to believe that right now, we need to be praying for our pastors and encouraging our pastors because as their faith goes, so goes the congregation. Welcome. You're listening to The Glass House, hosted by Lifeway. We're Ben and Lindley Mandrell, and we have conversations with leaders who have experienced the stress of ministry and have sensed a spotlight on their personal lives. We want to encourage ministry families and provide a glimpse inside their glass house. And before we start this episode, I want to invite you to participate in the conversation. If you have feedback to offer, a general question for Lindley or me, or if there's a topic you'd like for us to tackle in the future, email us at president at lifeway.com. We read every one of those emails. Welcome to another episode of The Glass House. This one is a bonus episode because Lifeway Research just released its results of a massive study on pastors' needs, the top needs of pastors. And Lindley and I wanted to jump in here and highlight a few of a huge body of data that's coming out with our research. Over a thousand pastors were consulted. And in all of these conversations with a thousand pastors, it was narrowed down to the top needs. And we could talk for days about this information, but Lindley and I, we're going to talk about three today, three of the top needs that are surprised, but they're not a surprise. Mm-hmm. So Lindley, let's jump into this. Like the first one is trusting God. 66% of pastors, and I would put pastor's wives in there, are in this season struggling to trust God. Right. I think when you said earlier we should talk about this one because two thirds of pastors are not trusting God. I mean, I think that hit home more to me than when it says 66%. And I don't know why, but I just thought, man, only one third are um, trusting God. And I mean, but honestly, I can understand that. You know, you and I, we laugh with people. We are very impatient people. Yep. And so when we would have a decision to be made out, you know, in our previous churches, we would, you know, pray about it and we'd tell the staff to pray about it and we'd give it about 48 hours. And if the Lord hadn't revealed a specific answer, you know, we, I, I don't say this, I mean, I say it's kind of jokingly, but we would say, okay, well, we, we got to move forward. I mean, you know, a decision has to be made. And so here's what we're going to do. And, you know, I think that's what is happening out there. I wanted to, with humility, just lead out with this. I've never pastored a church through COVID. God called us out of pastoral ministry before COVID hit. So I have nothing but compassion for those Mm -hmm. who are leading. However, here's a huge concern is scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is the belief that God is about to do something massive in my church. God is about to move in my people in a way that I've never seen before. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, but God has prepared for those who love him. So if two out of three pastors are saying, I'm struggling to believe that right now, We need to be praying for our pastors and encouraging our pastors because as their faith goes, so goes the congregation. Mm -hmm. I've I've even said this way. I think the most important ingredient in leadership, I'm convicted by this right now, even myself, is faith. When people look into your eyes as the leader, as the pastor, they need to see someone who truly believes, like down in his soul, Mm -hmm. that God called me here and he's about to blow this thing up in the most beautiful way. Mm -hmm. And I think this statistic of all the ones I looked at was the one that was like, 
we need to start praying for our pastors and our churches. They're mm-hmm. struggling to believe that God's still at work. And I think that's true for, I mean, almost everybody out there. I started a prayer journal this um, year at the beginning of 2022. And at the beginning of it, it just talks about, you know, adoration and what is your word for the month in regards to the Lord. And mine was, you know, just remembering God is faithful. And so, I mean, then it had me write down a bunch of scripture about God's faithfulness underneath that. And so I think this is pastors. I think this is lay people. I think it's basically everyone out there is just maybe having a hard time trusting God through a long season of unknowns and COVID. You want to know what the most convicting passage of scripture in the whole Bible is for me right now? Say yes. Yes. Ecclesiastes 7 says, why do we say the former days were better than these? It is not wise to say this. I think everybody's struggling with that. We're seeing rooms that are less full. We're seeing people that are less engaged. We're seeing small groups that are struggling to meet. And all the criteria we gather for measuring success, it's it's just blown up in our faces. Mm-hmm. And with that, as our, the size of the room has shrank, so has the size of our faith. Mm-hmm. And what does that say about our faith? A lot. And I think we're all struggling that things don't look the way they used to look. But that doesn't mean that God isn't going to use this for a powerful purpose to purify and grow His church. Mm-hmm. So the first one, 66% of pastors are saying, I'm struggling to trust God. That is telling. Number two, 64% say that they struggle with taking Sabbath rest. We would have been in that group. Absolutely. <laughs> what does that even mean, you think, that they're struggling to take Sabbath rest? Well, I just think there's always a meeting to be squeezed in. Yep. There's always an email to be replied to. And so um, I know even in our marriage sake, our marriage, whenever you would say to me, you know, somebody needs 30 minutes of my time. Well, what I knew was that that easily was going to be 60 or 90 minutes, because even after 30 minutes, your mind is still processing it. And then also, also there's um, action steps afterwards. So if you have a 30 minute meeting with someone, well, afterwards, they need you to email the music minister or they need you to email the youth guy. And so, you know, what is said to be 30 minutes never ends up that way. And so we would just let allow those little things to sneak in. Mm-hmm. And then it takes your mind away from other, other things you should be doing. I think a theology of Sabbath is central to this. Uh, there's been great teaching out there on this, but the whole idea in the Jewish Sabbath was for 24 hours, you're just going to lay it all down and believe that the world is going to continue without you that you don't have to be productive seven days a week. You can be productive six, and God's going to take care of the rest. That faith that God is going to take care of the rest is the piece I think that was lacking for me as a pastor, because I would always be like, well, maybe I can get by on a half day of Sabbath because this person really wants to meet with me, and it feels pressing. Mm-hmm. So fear of letting people down is preventing pastors and wives mm-hmm. from really enjoying the recharge of the batteries that's necessary to sustain ministry. We did an interview recently, and I don't believe it's been released yet, but he just said, he just got to a point where he says, I can't, I have a commitment. He didn't have to give an answer. There doesn't have to be a specific explanation. And he he was laughing about it because he said, my commitment may be sitting on my couch and watching a movie, but they don't have to know that. And so, you know, I do think it has to get to that point to where we can just feel comfortable saying, I have a commitment. And of course, there are times where you can't because it is a funeral or a really tragic situation. So we're not saying this is, you know, black and white. I totally agree. 64% of pastors say, I just can't find rest. Well, one more thing with that I would say is that I have learned, um, having been in pastoral ministry with Ben for 17 years, 
is that if I didn't make myself rest, the Lord would make me rest. And when we were um, serving out in Colorado, I would suffer with these bouts of vertigo. And it would be so frustrating to me because even in that time, I couldn't email. I couldn't, um, I couldn't do anything. And so, but even as we were recording this, just yesterday, I got a migraine, which I get some, but it was an all day thing. And so I literally was in bed all day long, which is- And you slept most of the day, which is really weird for you. Yes. And um, and so, but I do think a lot of that is because I don't allow myself to rest. I don't, I'm a doer. I like to be busy and I don't want to sit on the couch during the day. That feels lazy to me, even though it may just be, you know, 30 minutes that's needed. I, I sit there for 30 minutes and all I do is think about all the things I should be doing right now. And so I think, you know, we either will make a Sabbath or the Lord will make a Sabbath in some, I mean, in some ways. You know, I think one of the things that's happened in this COVID season is that pastors feel a sense of fear that they're not doing enough because all of the, you know, the rhythms have been thrown off. We're going to get to that in a second. But so it's like this constant, I need to be working. I need to be working. I need to be responding because my church is out of control right now, mm-hmm. which leads us to the third one, mm-hmm. 51%, one out of two pastors, 51% say that they're struggling with time management. Mm-hmm. Found that really interesting. What do you make of that? Well, that's not surprising to me because I'm married to you and, <laughs> and I've had to manage your time for 20 years. I mean, And challenge me to better use my time. Yes, and I think now there is less, um, people can get away with doing less and nobody knows it from this work from home culture. And so, you know, I think it's hard. I think when you don't have specific things that you've always done, you know, we always did this meeting on Monday and we always do this on Tuesday. So then when you have more time, it's almost harder to manage your time. And um, and so, you know, there, even with Ben, there are times where he's kind of, we laugh, he's like the guy on Christmas vacation who's like, give me somebody, anybody, you know, yeah. on the phone. And I'm like, surely you have something to be doing right now. Well, insecurity creates a sense of panic. I just start need, I just need to start calling people, reaching out to people. How are we doing? What are we doing on that? Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's really a sense of uh, frantic activity and it's fear-based so I would say, you've, you've stated this before, when you go into certain shoe stores and there's thousands of shoes on display, yeah. the options overwhelm you. you like I've seen it. you do this. You walk in, walk right back out. I'm like the female who hates shoes because it just scares me. <laughs> it's too much. I think many pastors are that way with their time now because there's so many things you can do on any given day. The, all the rhythms, all the cadence has been blown up. And they're just wondering, like, am I using my time the way I should be using my time? I'm struggling with that. Well, I think for this, um, I mean, just two weeks ago, I sat down with Ben because we were talking about time management. And I said, what do you want to, by the end of the week, by the end of the month, by the end of the year, think of it, what do you want to say you've been, you've accomplished? And so we, I sat down with a piece of paper and, you know, we put how many blocks besides, you know, he yeah, wants, healthy exercise. he wants to work out four times a, a week. Okay. So there's four blocks there for him to check off and quiet times and actual reading and, you know, meetings he needs to have. And so when you put it all down on paper and just put some time blocks to it, then it feels more manageable. So, I mean, I just would suggest doing that instead of, you know, waking up every day and thinking, besides these two meetings that I have to have, what should I do? Well, and I want to throw this stat in. I said I was going to give you three. I'm going to give you four. 59% of pastors say that they're not physically exercising enough. Mm -hmm. I found that fascinating given the fact that we're now working from home a lot. Our flexibility has increased 
And yet, because there's so many options in the day, I think a lot of pastors are saying, I'll get to exercise. I'll, I'll do that at some point today. And they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Their day's filling up because the cadence has been thrown off. That physical exercise piece is so connected to the spiritual piece. Mm-hmm. If you're not feeling good about your body, if you're continually feeling a sense of um, depression about the way you look, about the way you feel, it's going to feed everything. I think it's more feeling than looking. I mean, yeah. you know, we're... We're aging. It's not going to look the same as it did when we Speak work out. For and yourself. Yeah, you're four years older I feel than me. Like I'm just coming into my prime. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's just about the emotional benefits of working out and just kind of blowing off some steam through work through exercise is really healthy. So maybe you're listening to this today, and you're not a pastor or pastor's wife, but you have a pastor. You have a pastor's wife in your life. Just know that there's a pretty good chance that they're struggling to trust God. They're struggling to find a place of time of rest. They're struggling to manage their time well and exercise and do things that make them feel healthy. This is a season that we need to rally around our pastors, our church leaders, and really undergird them and encourage them to endure in this relentless pandemic that continues to be a challenge for ministry leaders. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear more about this Pastor's Greatest Needs study, lifewayresearch.com. Go there and check out articles, videos, all kinds of intelligence created by our brilliant Scott McConnell and his team in Lifeway Research. Check it out. I think it'll be fascinating for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Glass House. We would love to include you in the conversation. If something stuck out to you in today's episode, let us hear from you or a topic you'd love to see us tackle in the future or just any question you want to fire at Lindley and me. Email us at president at lifeway.com. The Glass House is hosted by Lifeway, executive produced by Joy Almond, produced and edited by Angie Elkins Media, original music by Robert Elkins, sound engineering by Dale Sandberg, and artwork by Cameron Spooner.